0: Hello and a very warm welcome to another edition of The Drinks Break. Now, this is a very happy edition of The Drinks Break, given how the recent results for our respective clubs has gone, hasn't that, Mark?
1: Joy of joys. We're all in good moods here with The Drinks Break now. Football's actually getting us in high spirits just because of our clubs for now.
0: It is, and I know we're only focused on Premier League and Championship, but also, given your clubs in league, One, well, it's nice that we've got a different... Element to the podcast, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. It's such a nice feeling to be in a good mood for once. We've got 10 points out of the last 12 available. We've got 12 out of 12 from the last four games. So things are looking good on the podcast.
1: Times, times are a-changing in South London, my friend. They
0: are. Us a Drinks Break podcast towers, we're in a good spirits today, aren't we, mate? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, so obviously this is your weekly podcast, your predictor and review from the weekend before and the weekend coming up. Now, let's get into this week's podcast. We're going to start with the two clubs that were top of the Premier League going into week six, which was Everton and Aston Villa. Now, if we didn't see the results, Aston Villa were defeated 3-0 by Leeds, and also Everton were defeated by Southampton. So, given those results, there is no teams now that are unbeaten, which is quite a surprise. Surprised that those two teams lost, Mark? Or- do you think it was bound to happen eventually?
1: It's bound to happen. It's just it's the fact that they both lose for the first time in the same weekend, isn't it? That's probably the the surprise there. And probably to an extent surprised by the teams that actually have gone and beaten them. You say, you know, Leeds, don't get me wrong, started off very, very well, and the same applies for Southampton. They've had good starts. But um you wouldn't have had those two sides down as probably the ones that, that beat your one hundred percent records or end those 100% records so fair play to them and it wasn't like um it wasn't like they didn't deserve to to win those games because both of them were comfortable you know Everton and Aston Villa that wasn't the Everton and Aston Villa that we've seen no it was very different and uh and and yeah got to give them all credit well deserved 3 points for for Southampton and the Leeds
0: we'll start with Everton um now the comment I'm going to make here is quite an interesting one, but I don't know what you think. It's been a very tough week for Everton, shall we say. You know, there's been a lot of controversy regarding the Pickford incident with Van Dyke and everything that's been in the press. Now, it's, it's been going on a lot, and we said it would happen. We don't want to hear about it, but it's going to be in the press for a very long time. Do you think maybe, given the week they've had, sort of overshadowed their game going into it or not?
1: I suppose yeah there's always an element of media pressure is going to cause issues isn't it and it might cause a bit of tension and a bit of friction for for the players and and the staff and perhaps that that did come into effect on the day I don't really know but um you know I think you've just got to take it from a footballing perspective that on the day they were outclassed I think yeah, yeah I think that was the case Southampton were very resolute and very solid and uh, and commanded sorry the majority of the game simple as yeah to to an extent uh, you know I could probably say that the the, the 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 controversy it probably has had an impact maybe it depends now how everton go and respond because they have had this tough week with that and with the the two results over the last week as well they've only picked up one point from the last two games so it's it's, it's all about how they respond now
0: I yeah think. Absolutely. I read in the press, I think it was Ancelotti said that had that incident not happened a week before, maybe Dino wouldn't have been sent off. He was given a three-game ban, which has now been rescinded into a one-game ban. So maybe, you know, maybe they're definitely a bit tough with the law at the moment. But I think, you know, like we say, on the day they were outclassed by a very good Southampton team.
1: Yeah.
0: Spoiler again, I predicted Southampton would get a draw. You did? I did, yeah. I fancied them to get something out of the game and once again, they got the three points and I, I think we've got to give a lot of credit to Raph and because I, I was reading back through your notes, Mark, about you saying it's a year, is it roughly that they lost on the, 9 On the day, that, yeah, on actually that Sunday. Said that was, that was on that Sunday.
1: Sunday, sorry, that was a year to the day that um, that Southampton were at St Mary's thrashed 9-0 by Leicester City and that, as we've said it many a time, we've said it, that day they could have easily sacked him he could have been yeah. gone and, um, and the form didn't continue to, to get much better for the next couple of games after that but what he's done over the last year or so full credit to him he's been one of the standouts and I made a comment on a previous podcast saying that Southampton it was just average Southampton everything about them you deem average but what the form of, of Hassan Hutto and Southampton over the last year has been phenomenal 16 games out of 34 since that 9-0 defeat that's almost 50 percent you can't not yeah. for a Southampton side
0: they look really good this year and made some shrewd signings, shall we say you've got Ings firing Adams flying um, fly as well you I think got, that's been the key yeah the, yeah the, the keeping to keeping
1: Danny Ings and getting him firing on all cylinders and that's that's the difference maker if you've got a 20 goal a season striker there's absolutely no doubt that it's going to make a difference for your team.
0: Currently sat seventh in the table with three wins, one draw and two defeats. A very good start so far for Average Southampton and Mark calls them. <laughs>
1: I'm going to eat my words on that. Yeah. Definitely.
0: Which is what brings me on to the next subject, obviously, which is the other team that lost their unbeaten record and that was Aston Villa. Again, you called it Average Southampton. I'm going to call it Paul Bamford, I think. That's what we're going to have to call him exactly. because once again... I've eaten my words again. He's done me again.
1: We've underestimated him, haven't we? We have. I think a lot of fans have probably underestimated him, but you can't deny that what he's actually done to start this season, particularly that game against Villa, was phenomenal. He's looking at, he is looking a very credible threat as a as a forward in the Premier League now, which I don't think we would have expected um, after the last couple of years of him in the Championship.
0: He's had a lot of, you know, people target him for not being Premier League quality, like I did. Mm and you know fair play to him what he's doing I always said they needed to bring a striker in and they got that in Rodrigo but so far I think it's just the one goal for Rodrigo and he hasn't really set the world alight for Leeds maybe because he's not fit enough but you know Bamford's stepped up and he's doing the business which also leads me on to something I saw the other day we spoke about Calvert-Lewin again another one that I dismissed obviously you've got Ings you've got Kane there's some calls for Vardy, obviously, to give him the given form he's got to be selected by England. Is Bamford now a contender to be called up by Gareth Southgate?
1: Potentially so, yeah, because we always say that it, it it should be down to your form. And Southgate was, has been very much about that during his time as, as the England manager. And if you're going on form, then yeah, Bamford's going to be up there without a doubt. But it, you, going through that list of strikers, and I'm sure there's one or two that you probably missed off that list as well, it's a good time for England, I think, as an actual forward-thinking mentality and, and players that are going to score you goals. But um, from actual performances, we need to see that on the pitch a little bit more because we haven't quite seen it in recent games. But it's a good time, I think, with the depth of the actual squad. Um, and, and yeah, Bamford surely now
0: goes into that ranks, perhaps. I sent you a message over would You didn't get it at first. It took me a while. It took you a while. Don't know why. Instead of Patrick, I called him Patrick yeah. Bamford, and you didn't get it.
1: I, I was disappointed in myself. It took me a little while, but I did get there eventually. I recognised it. Yeah, not not my proudest moment ever.
0: No. <laughs> but it and was pages. quite funny at the time, wasn't it? it?
1: It was funny. It was very witty of you. Yeah, most witty, wittiest thing you've ever said all year.
0: So let's talk about Aston Villa, defeated after five very good games they played. Um... What's your thoughts on Aston Villa losing their first game of the season?
1: Again, it it was very it's very much the same as um what I said with Everton. That I just think it 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 isn't the Aston Villa, it wasn't the Aston Villa that we had actually become accustomed to over the opening games. And the stats will tell you that. Leeds really took it to Aston Villa from the get go and had lots and lots of opportunities, just created lots of shots. And that's sometimes all you need to do and if if you convert them which they did then that's the that's the key um, I think it was 27 shots in that. yeah game, I'm you know? just that's looking phenomenal. at the uh... it's, it was a remarkable away performance for Leeds but um, I think I'd like to hope for Villa it's just a blip effectively I don't think they're obviously going to go back to winning week in week out like they've started the season but I think it might just be a blip and, and I'm sure that, that Dean Smith it, will be frustrated with what he saw on that day and he's going to you know, he, he would have vented and got a lot out of his system, I think, after the game to uh, to spark a bit of a, you know, a bit of fire back in their brains, I think.
0: Absolutely, but you can't just miss the start they've had. It's been an amazing start for Aston Villa, and you'd think that Dean Smith would get back into them and get them sorted out, ready Absolutely. for the weekend. Yeah. Superb. stuff. Now, there's something that I was looking at last week. Um, We've done previous podcasts. There was a podcast, I think it might have been around episode 10 or 9, something like that, where there was that big weekend of influx of goals. Mm. That was where Liverpool conceded seven. Right at the
1: start, yeah. Man
0: United conceded six. Now, I looked at last week and there wasn't many goals and neither was there really the week before. I've got a question here. The top six is only filled by Liverpool at the moment. and I think Tottenham are in there as well. Mm. I may be wrong on that. But... Do you think maybe the teams that are playing in Europe, Man City, Arsenal, Chelsea, Liverpool, Tottenham, um, have I missed one out? Leicester. Leicester, maybe missed another one out. But do you think maybe the lack of form is down to the amount of games that are being played at the moment currently? Because you've seen Liverpool this season... They've not really been on the ball yet. I don't think they've hit the ground running yet. OK, mm. they're still up there, second in the table. But it's not the Liverpool we've seen from last season. Do you think maybe European football is starting to punish them a little bit? Because we never really see three weeks of championship, Champions League football back-to-back. We see maybe a week, then a week break, play again, week break. But we're seeing games consecutively every Tuesday, Wednesday in the Champions League. Now, do you think this is affecting performances on the weekend?
1: I don't think it is just yet because I think of because you know you say that and the, the last two weeks is where the Champions League is now coming to, uh, yeah. back into the limelight again and that's where we've been playing and and you probably find that a lot of those results of the the thumpings of some of these big six teams was before the Champions League is now coming to fruition and I actually think uh, for a couple of teams in particular uh, you actually find that the European football and having this general flow of games now is actually starting to churn out some good results and good performances for teams, particularly for Man United. Anyway, yeah, I think in my opinion, okay, the Saturday game was a bit drab against Chelsea. They could have won that, you know, if it wasn't for Mendy making a couple of good saves. But, um, but it's starting to actually get a bit of a flow for them and benefiting them in particular. Whether it's going to be the same for the other sides, I'm not too sure. Um, I think it will. Co- I think we'll see now with because we've got more Champions League games coming up. We've got more Saturday, Tuesday. Also, um, Europa League Thursday, going, of course, yeah, Europa League for for Arsenal and Leicester and Spurs. Um, I think we'll see as the as the next couple of weeks go on whether your thought there yeah. will come into fruition, possibly, and uh, we might reflect on it in a couple of weeks and say, yeah, you were right. It's actually going to damage some of those teams.
0: Yeah, I was looking at obviously, you know the teams that played in the Europa League last week which is Leicester and Tottenham, Leicester were at home last week, travelled to London on Sunday to play Arsenal and then tonight they're playing, we're filming this on Thursday afternoon, travelled to Greece tonight mm. before playing at the weekend and then playing again on, on Monday at Leeds before travelling, I don't know whether they're playing home or away next week, I'm not checking the Europa League, but Tottenham as well, they were at home last week in Europa League, travelled to Burnley on Monday night before a quick turnaround and now play... Tonight Antwerp. in Antwerp, which is in Belgium. So maybe we're seeing a bit more fixture congestion for Europa League because, obviously, even if you play Tuesday, Wednesday in the Champions League, there's a couple of days more break. But it seems like Europa League is quite um, front pond teams at the moment, especially Tottenham, because going to Burnley on a Monday night... And there's only two days there, so you're mm. trying to have a day off for rest before you getting back onto, it and then flying out. It's it's quite there's quite a lot of games coming kind of thick and fast. I always,
1: I was never a fan of the way that the Europa League operates in the Thursday games don't because argue. it means that all you know all those teams that play in Europe then they have to play on the Sunday, and I just I don't like that. It's the Thursday Sunday routine for them. Not a fan of no. it. Um, it's obviously a bit different now, but because there's no fans but I suppose for fans that takes up their Sunday whereas they'd probably rather see their team on a Saturday I, I would think anyway if it was me I would rather see my team playing every Saturday Absolutely. I don't like watching Jolton on a Sunday if it ever happens um, but yeah it's, it's a tight congestion especially as you say with those big journeys in different destinations then it does cause issues but, um, but yeah they're still getting results Tottenham and, and Leicester. They're still winning games at the moment.
0: Absolutely. There's only one thing I want to say you spoke about planning Saturday. I'm quite fed up at the minute with the way the Premier League is situated. We've got one game on a three o'clock kickoff mm. a week. I can't stand that.
1: It's frustrating, yeah. And even, bef- but even before COVID, it would very often be the case where you'd
0: only have one or two. two. Yeah. It's not the same, is it? Why can't it just be three o'clock? Money, I know. Yeah, money talks, doesn't it? In this game,
1: money does talk, indeed. Yeah, I, I can understand why they're doing it now because it does allow
0: teams, to people,
1: yeah. to see yeah. almost every game. If they wanted to, you could just sit in your sofa.
0: Fourteen ninety-five.
1: And yeah, fair point. Yeah, for some of those games. But in a, in a real world, you could just sit there and watch every game from Friday night to Monday night and not have to move. So, I can see it to that extent. But yeah, it's it's, it's not the same. I'm uh, more of a traditional person, prefer the three o'clock
0: meters. Okay, let's move on to the weekend coming up now. The game of the weekend sees the Sunday game, which is on Sky Sports, which is between a resurgent Man United, shall we say, and Mikel Arteta's Arsenal. A good game lined up, potentially. But I've got to say to Oligonas Olshire, we spoke about him recently about how he manages. We put him in. What was it? I can't remember what tier we put him in. It was the I bottom tier. I think we tier. said he was in the... Yeah, useless in the bay, tier, in the I think, Useless,
1: yeah. that was it, yeah. If we
0: did the predictions now, we put him a little bit higher, I think, personally. Potentially but, yeah. so, yeah. But the, the the job he's done in the last four games, three wins and a draw, mm. 5 nil victory last night in the Champions League against Leipzig. Very good team, Leipzig. Good point against Chelsea. Probably should have got the three points in the end. Defeated PSG in the backyard. Also give Newcastle famping. A resurgent Man United. Mark, what's your thoughts going into this game against Arsenal?
1: Well, I don't want I, I to jinx it again because I said last week, with the, we said Man United-Chelsea was game of the weekend and look how that turned out. I expected there to be goals there and we didn't get any yeah. of it. Partly down to some good goalkeeping, goalkeeping, but also I just think the actual game was a bit flat for the yeah. 90 minutes. And um, a friend of mine did kind of make a good point that sometimes when... Big six teams do collide in a, in a match. you expect there to be fireworks and drama and excitement, and it doesn't always yeah. turn out to be the case kind of. um, I'm hoping that this is going to be the opposite, of course, because on paper you've got two of the best sides in the Premier League in, in a natural squad sense you've got goals there you've got players that are going to create opportunities and uh, and potentially score some goals, whether it actually happens. I'm not sure. I could easily see it as another boring nil nil, and and hopefully I'm wrong. I really do hope I'm wrong, but it could easily happen.
0: It's gonna be a tough prediction for me, I think.
1: It is, yeah.
0: Okay, let's move on to the last part of the predictor for the weekend, which is a game on Monday, which is between Fulham, who are winless, and also West Brom, who are winless, Mark. Again. These teams are going to need to start picking up the points and this is surely going to be the first game where either team gets their first victory of the season. You spoke many a time about a gap appearing and that gap is now coming. Mm. Someone has to win soon, haven't they?
1: Got, you, would, you would think, you would imagine. We said about it last week with these teams and, and which teams maybe are the, the, the best uh, fitted, I suppose, to, to get a win soon. Um this weekend didn't really set those hopes out that actually any of those sides could have potentially won Fulham, West Brom, Shepherd United, Burnley. Again, none of them win. Yeah. And it's a it's a drab weekend for, for any of those sets of fans. You would think that one of these two sides are gonna win um on Monday. I would go if it if it was me predicting at this point, I think I'd go West Brom. Because I I think they've stepped up a little bit and actually got some better performances the last couple of games, uh, a, a decent point I think it was on the weekend.
0: Gets Brighton, yeah,
1: yeah and that you know that's a good you know, Brighton are a good side. I've I've rated Brighton at the start of this season in terms of their performances. So for West Brom to go there and actually get a result as well. Yeah, and and it's you know former Charlton boy, it's Carlin who's I doing. I did well. say it. I think he's going to make a difference now. I honestly think he's he's got the capability to go a whole season in that Premier League and really set an example and at a team like West Brom I think that's that's a good fit for him to do it. And if, if West Brom stay up, I'll say it now, it could be down to his goals.
0: Bold statement, bold statement, but also I'd like to say thank you for Grant signing for West Brom because that meant you lovely people at West Brom and Slavon Village loaned us Ken Zahoor, who scored <laughs> last night. So thanks for that. <laughs> To new question, okay, do you th- this will be the seventh game that's being played of the 38-game season. Hmm. Should Fulham lose this, do you think Parker stays at number and can we relegate them already? I know you can't really relegate a team after seven games, but can you really see Fulham doing anything this season?
1: I think a lot of people relegated Fulham after zero games, didn't they? <laughs> a lot yeah. of people had them down yeah. you know, straight away that it was going to be them in that relegation zone um and and the fact that they haven't got any wins to their name has kind of uh, you know made people correct at the moment i know there's still a long way to go don't get me wrong and and it could change but at the moment yeah you could make a really strong case for not only Fulham getting relegated but potentially Parker going and it's a shame because he has a lot of belief in those boys yeah. and and he's very passionate in his interviews that he wants to get this side flowing and ticking, especially with some of the new signings there. He he wants that and he wants to work hard and get this right at this club. And um I you know, I would say give him more time, I think, personally. How much more time though? That's the thing, yeah. You just don't know how much more. But if if the results don't start coming soon, then, you know, the cons, the, the guys in charge it for them are yes. quite uh, they're quite ruthless. They they will Chop
0: I, I think before we get to the international break, the last game is obviously next week. So maybe by then if results haven't picked up we might see a departure over the um international break. Mm. Okay, Mark, well, put your American voice on and let's get my predictions in for this week.
1: I need like a drum as well, don't I? I need the actual sound effect. It. <laughs> it's
0: not good enough, is no, it? No, it's
1: not. No, no, sorry if you heard that at home. But it is Mark versus Charlie, and it is your third attempt now at this. And I don't actually know again, last week, did it go smoothly for you?
0: Not really, no. No, I don't
1: think it did at all, did it? I, it's
0: harder than you think.
1: I, see? I know yeah. that. I, I've you know had that. Is? The first
0: week I was okay. I was unlucky. started great with the Everton result, and I think I was a goal out on quite a few games, so you I was unlucky. To be fair. Yeah. But last week was just.
1: Yeah. I think last week you only got Liverpool and Tottenham's results yeah. of like them winning, yeah. correct? Nothing else. Yeah. See, it's not easy. We'll it's be, not easy. It's is not it? easy is it? <laughs> Let's see if you can do any better this week. We'll start off with uh, Friday night football, um, coming from Molyneux. It's Wolves versus Crystal Palace. Uh we haven't really we haven't spoken about their weekends, but Crystal Palace beat Fulham at uh, Craven Cottage and Wolves picked up a point against Newcastle. Uh, What's your thoughts about this one?
0: It's an interesting one. Both teams having a good season, i say, so far. Palace potentially punching above their weight the way they've started. But um, I just think Wolves at home, they get the job done. We'll go for a 2 0 home victory.
1: I hope that you are right because, you know, I was telling you about that tipped game, the last man standing last week. They are your team as well. They are my team, yeah. I got I went through because Tottenham won, so Wolves were my team for this week, so I do hope that you are correct and Wolves do Pick up the win there.
0: So to Mark's friends, you might as well put him out of his misery and knock him out already. Because <laughs> that's <laughs> not right, the way yeah. gone yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, you never, you've never been a good omen for me whenever I like would follow your words. It always lets me no. down. Horse racing, football, you always let me down.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Moving on to uh, Saturday afternoon, it's uh, Sheffield United playing host to Manchester City who, again, dropped points on the weekend against West Ham. And they played all right but just couldn't actually get yeah. the three points. So, I don't know what you're thinking.
0: Good one in the chat with Zieg the other night. That's true. Probably give him a bit more confidence going into the game. Obviously, Sheffield United, a bit of a rift going on at the moment. We've seen Lundstrom refuse to sign a new contract, so a bit of difficulties there in the background. Um, I think they'll get a goal. They did well, they did well against Liverpool, to be fair. Mm. I predicted Liverpool to get a heavy result. And they took the lead well, held out for a while, but Liverpool's class and Gerrard yeah, shone through. We go three-one away victory.
1: Three-one to Man City. Interesting. What did you think about the um, penalty just out of interest that Sheffield United received uh, that that they took the lead from against Liverpool? What were your thoughts on it? I'd
0: like to call it, but I haven't seen it yet.
1: Have you not? No. Ah, oh, you need to because it 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 frustrates me. It should. be it, it, it's a foul. Don't get me wrong, but. Because I understand the rules are because it's on the edge of the box. It's they deem it inside the box, but yeah. in my opinion, it would go down as a free kick. That's yeah. what I think. But um, but yeah, that's neither here nor there. Uh, three at the three o'clock kickoff. The one and only three o'clock kickoff on Saturday. Uh, Burnley at Turf Moor against Chelsea.
0: Um, good couple of clean sheets for Chelsea. Give a bit of confidence. And he's doing the job. Yep. Yeah, give a bit of confidence going forward. Burnley again. You know. That game on Monday was so bad. Mm. I don't know if you watched any of it already. was all bits and pieces. So yeah. boring. Until, you know, at the end we got the goal finally. I just can't see anything in Burnley this season. No. I predicted either. them to stay up, but I think they need to start getting results. But I think Chelsea's firepower will see them come home with a comfortable 2-0 victory. 2-0 Chelsea?
1: Yeah. I, I think if I went back in my predictor now... And, uh, and was able to change it. I think one thing I would change is that Burnley might be my third side to go down with Fulham and West Brom. Do you think maybe
0: we um, overestimated them because of how well Sean Nash has done with them?
1: Yeah, I think so. Just because we know what he's about and, and he does get that team ticking. So yeah, possibly so. He might be right there. Uh, the only other game on Saturday, it's uh, the one that's on Sky Sports Premier League. You don't have to pay for this one. It's uh, Liverpool versus West Ham at Anfield.
0: Hmm, that's another one that looks, uh, you'd say, easy home win. But again, we hear that Fabinho is injured, mm-hmm. so Liverpool have a bit of a defensive crisis again at the back. They do,
1: and it's not just that; it's, it's West Ham's form over the last yeah. four games that they're looking great. They're
0: looking, they're looking great. really
1: solid. So point it, against it Man City, challenge.
0: point against um, Tottenham, and then your, your two, two wins against Wolves and Leicester.
1: Wins they not easy sides no. to go to. No side is easy in the Premier League, but that's four of the, the best in the Premier League to go to and get results. I think they'll
0: score, mm-hmm. because they've got goals in them, I think, at the moment. I'd like to see Ben Rather make his debut at some point. Hopefully he'll be around. Um,
1: 3-1
0: home win. Three-one. Maybe home. I've overestimated Liverpool a bit here, but I think...
1: I think any person would say that's a fair reflection. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised if West Ham gets something out of it in the end.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all. It wouldn't put it past them. Um it had a very that's, that's you realise actually those five games in a row that West Ham have had, the four that they've got these results from, and then Liverpool on top of that. Yeah. in one chunk, that's not easy for West and Ham you look at to look start, go start and you think
0: they played a lot weaker teams than that at the start of the season. Yeah. And didn't get any results.
1: Ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah. So it's, it's funny how football works out. Uh, Moving on to Sunday, we move on to two teams that we've spoken a little bit about already today. Uh, Aston Villa, uh, of course, lost for the first time last weekend. They play Southampton, who inflicted Everton's first defeat. What are your thoughts?
0: Um, One all draw for this, game. One Um, draw? I think Dean Smith will steady the ship this week. I think he'll knock a bit of sense into him this week, you know, get him playing again. But I don't think Southampton will... Go back without any points. So we'll go for a one-all draw. Danny to get the goal.
1: Fair play. I uh, agree I could see that, yeah. Uh, moving on to St James's Park. Newcastle United against Everton. Looking to bounce back.
0: 1-0 Everton win.
1: 1-0 Everton win.
0: Yeah. I just think Newcastle are a funny team this season. They're so inconsistent.
1: They are, yeah.
0: They're very inconsistent.
1: But Somehow... I just think they They keep getting enough, yeah. don't they? Yeah. Keep doing enough. And that's what they did against Wolves to, to get that point. They just about manage it. Yeah, So, yeah, I can see that. You're not saying it's going to be easy then for Everton? Absolutely though, if it's
0: not. it's just a 1-0. Absolutely not. Mm. Newcastle will give it a good go. But I think at the minute, Everton needs to bounce back. You know, at one point at the last six available. Yeah. So I think maybe this will be a game where they get back to it was
1: there enough moving on to what we said is probably the highlight of the weekend whether it will be or not I don't know but Manchester United versus Arsenal at Old Trafford
0: 2-0 home win bold yeah I just think the resurgence of Oli Gellar Solskjaer and Man United team they look really good at the moment very strong going forward defensively one goal conceded in the last two goals conceded in the last four games good record Especially against the teams they've played, uh, Arsenal have been a bit funny as well this season. Yeah,
1: I think they, I, I, I can agree with your your sentiment there because I do think that Arsenal are going to be a little bit dented in confidence after that Leicester game because they should they should have been in front after the first should half. Have been, yeah, and you know to not be in front was a, a big impact. You know it, it was a big blow, and then Jamie Vardy obviously comes and capitalizes in the second half. So, uh, yeah, I think their confidence might be dented going into this
0: one. Uh, yeah, I just don't know about Arsenal. Three wins and three draws. Not a b- Sorry, three w- wins and three losses. It's not bad, but, you know, is confidence there at the minute? I don't really think they're playing with too much confidence, but they've got a game against Dundalk tonight in Lee Europa so maybe a couple of goals might spark them a bit into life for this weekend's trip to Old Trafford. Yeah,
1: potentially so, yeah, fair enough. Uh, the final game on Sunday, Tottenham hosting Brighton. What are your thoughts there?
0: Um, we'll go for another three-one to Tottenham. Three-one. Yeah, I think Tottenham are starting to look good again. That partnership sort of Son and Kane at the minute, you know, it's, it's unbelievable, isn't it? it?
1: Is yeah.
0: I think that's the second highest partnership of. You know, assist the goals for both players and mm. they're playing with so much confidence at the minute and obviously Bale's getting back to fitness and stuff so maybe this might be the couple of games that he needs to I would say against weaker opposition Yeah. So obviously they've travelled to Antwerp tonight, like we spoke about earlier maybe with some minutes in the bag fitness up he'll start to show that form that we were expecting to see from him
1: Agreed, yep, completely. Uh, moving on now, just two games on Monday night. Rattle through them, but Fulham versus West Brom, which you've spoken about. Is it going to be, in your mind, one of these two teams getting their first win?
0: I've gone West Brom twice in a row. 1-0. And
1: they've, I mean, they've let you down both times. Yeah. You've been close, but they've let you down. Are you going with it again?
0: We're going have 2-1 West Brom this game. Ooh, 2-1.
1: Oh, yeah, I could see there being some goals in this one, to be fair. Yeah,
0: that's... I just think Fulham's defense is going to let them down though. They look a bit shaky, don't they? All over the place. Yeah,
1: consistently. Yeah, like every week. I
0: think they've I got know. some good players going you know, forward, but you know they don't look. I think Park will be gone soon.
1: Yeah. Uh, this this could be the tip of the iceberg. He'll be the first
0: manager to go possibly. This season.
1: Yeah, I could agree with that statement. Uh, and then finally, two se- two teams that of course have had uh, great starts to the season, really in the in the top. Uh, top five, top six of the league, Leeds versus Leicester. Again, both got good wins on the weekend. Leicester looked not superb against Arsenal, but they did get the win. So I don't know. I'm interested, your thoughts.
0: Tough one. Tough one. I think it's probably the toughest game of the weekends to call that one. I think you could go with yeah, e- I think you go with T we could go for a draw. But do you know what I'm gonna go for a home win? Home win? I will. of scoreline being 2-1 two 2-1 one. Two one.
1: fair enough yeah okay well there you go that is Charlie's predictions again for the weekend let's see if he does any better than yeah. he has done in the first two weeks if you want to yeah, follow his uh, predictions then go into a betting shop somewhere and see what, oh, they, see what they think oh,
0: <laughs>
1: sorry go, go into his betting shop as well uh, and actually yeah. put on, put on yeah. his scores in his shop. spoiler, that would be spoiler
0: yeah. <laughs> Great uh, stuff, Mark. Now, I'm going to hand you over to the Reds because you're going to talk about Championship League one and League 2 for us, Mark.
1: Absolutely, yeah. We're we'll talking about the Championship and um I, I again, I feel like I'm going to be a broken record, but of course, Reading having a superb weekend, uh 6 points clear now at the top of the Championship, back to back wins against Rotherham and Blackburn. Uh they've got goals they've got players who are scoring consistently at the moment, Yaku Mehta and Lucas Shaw, both I think they both scored in both of those games and they've got nine goals between the pair of them, but we can't keep saying about reading that we feel like it's a constant surprise, can we? No. It's it, you know, they've got there's got to be something going on there that is just making them click and working superbly well.
0: Yeah, I think it's just about confidence. To play with such confidence at the minute. What like I said last week it's not like they're beating teams that they should be beating. They're beating good teams. Mm. I mean, Rotherham last week, okay, should be a team they would expected to beat. But Blackburn this season, scoring goals for fun. Yeah. Adam Armstrong, top goal scorer in the championship this season, scoring goals for fun. Going to Blackburn at a minute is not an easy game. And they've come away scoring four. Yeah. Four goals away from home.
1: It's a phenomenal display. Yeah. yeah.
0: And whatever they're doing at Reading, behind the scenes or with the players, there's something that is starting to Sparks a life, and you can't say it's a fluke or anything because six points clear after eight games is bloody impressive, isn't it?
1: Absolutely, yeah. And I could keep asking the question over and over, but you know, do you think that this is going to be something that continues for them? Because we spoke about it right near the start with Reading and Bristol City, both of them having that good run yeah. form. Bristol City's has taken the turn; they haven't won in their last four, and they're starting to drop down. Is that eventually going to happen to Reading, or is this something that you could see? going on throughout the entire season.
0: I was wondering whether International Break would play a part in it, but they played the International Break a couple of weeks ago, and they just carried on with the form. So yeah. maybe I'm looking too much into that, but I think at some point in the season there will be a blip. It's bound to happen at some mm-hmm. point. You can't keep the momentum going for so long. But I think, you know, you can't discount them from doing anything at the moment. The plan was such a, a feel-good factor, playing well, beating teams. You can't discount them at all this season, and um, I wouldn't be surprised if they are up there at the end of the season. Maybe not in the top two, but definitely around the playoffs. But I think it's a long season ahead, and you've got to remember we're only eight games in so far.
1: Exactly. Yeah, it's a fair point. I mean, you, you know, they're the second second highest scoring team in the league so far, behind Blackburn. As you say, you know, they're they're scoring goals for fun, and then they've got the best defense. They've only conceded three goals all season. And two of them happened against the team that are yeah. the highest scoring in the league. So yeah, it's, there's something going on there that's just clicking and uh, and all credit to all the players and staff involved at Reading. Um, joined in the top two by Bournemouth now. Bournemouth is still unbeaten, fortunately, after an injury time equaliser against Watford on Saturday. Followed that up with a win against Bristol City. Like I said, they've gone down to six, four games without a win. Um, you're going to like this bit, of course, because I was going to mention that Swansea and Millwall were in the top six, both in fine form, respective two-nil victories on Tuesday and Wednesday.
0: I wish you had a camera on me right now.
1: You look like Jeremy do Clarkson. Do my
0: Jeremy Clarkson <laughs>
1: face. <laughs> a smug smile right across his face. You you text me and you said that the, the performance from Millwall was really solid on Wednesday. I don't know. what. Do you, Unbelievable you performance.
0: Unbelievable performance. Now, I don't know if any listeners know about this, but We've been struck by the COVID virus big time. Our manager, yeah. Gary Rowett last week posted uh, positive for COVID on Friday, which meant that the assistant manager, Adam Barrett, would take the reins for Saturday's game against Barnsley. We spoke about that last week. I told you we weren't beat him, didn't I?
1: <laughs> you did, yes. Fair point.
0: So, obviously, Barrett took t- the reins. Obviously, um, um, Rowett was on the Zoom call. Um, during the week, Barrett then test positive himself as long, as well as two other coaching um, uh, staff. I don't know who they are. It's not really been announced, but my guess is that it's Paul Robinson, another coach, and maybe one of the other backroom staff who's something to do with sports, uh, you know, the related... I don't know how you say it, but he's one of the main staff, yes. goes through the videos and stuff. But we went to Preston last night with the under-23 manager, Kevin Nugent, Club captain Alex Pierce and also Sean Williams in charge. Mm. Barely had anyone there on the coaching team. The half-time team talk was done by Zoom. We've gone up to there and played unbelievable. Preston had one shot on target, nothing else. We were absolutely phenomenal, phenomenal, played great football, great attacking football, counter-attacking football. And I think this season is starting to show something special.
1: Seems to be starting to click.
0: It really does, and I think they said it was a. Week, uh, I think it was last week. It's the year that Rowett took charge. Right, we were 20th in the championship, probably playing the worst football I've seen the years, probably in the championship as well. We were the worst team, and now we're flying high in the championship. And many people are tipping us to st- carry on that form. And I think mean, the funny thing is, at the minute, I spoke about Troy Parrott being the team, the player that was going to be the player to get us up the table. He's not played a minute yet. Mm. He's been injured. So you know, if he comes back as well and starts firing, who knows what's gonna happen this season?
1: Yeah, all credit to Gary Rowett. I've got a lot of respect for him. He's a former Charlton player anyway, but he's he's done a great oh, so job. he? I didn't as a know that. Yeah, yeah. Back in sort of early two thousands, he was there for a little bit. But no, all credit to him and and what he's doing with Millwall. Um, it's it's a great job. Yeah. So he like I said, moved you into the top six along with Swansea as well. Uh, Watford also make up the top six at the moment. Uh, despite the fact that they actually. Uh, drop points against Wickham Wanderers. Wickham getting their first point on the board in the championship uh, with that late equaliser in midweek. And I've mentioned actually the next week uh, sees Wickham versus the other team that are below them. The only team that are below them, obviously different circumstances, Sheffield Wednesday and their points deduction. But Sheffield Wednesday are actually on a bad run of form themselves because they've lost three on the spin. So I'm wondering with Wickham getting a point, Uh, you know maybe a little bit of confidence
0: Uh, could they actually capitalise and maybe go and get a win against Shepherd Wednesday potentially so I read the uh, stats after the game and they said that if it wasn't for Ben Foster it should have been Wickham's first victory of the season so they're clearly showing a bit of fight they were unlucky to lose against Norwich last week
1: they
0: were yeah. I I remember watching it on Sky Sports and obviously they show the clips now of the games in play and stuff like that and it was a last minute very good free kick from Vrancic but I think they're really now starting to show that we're not scared of anyone, we're going to go for it, we're not frightened anymore. And I think many neutrals expected them not to get a point in the season. The way yeah. they started, seven defeats on the trot, I didn't think they were going to get much. But to be fair to them, they're picking up form now. Mm. I know it's only one point in the season. <laughs> I say picking up form. but Picking what, up performances, I think, yeah, is what you mean. Yeah, performances, that's what I mean. But, you know, who knows? Sheffield Wednesday have only picked up six points and so I think they both came in the first two games. Yeah, I think so. They're yeah. really struggling for form at the moment.
1: Yeah, it could be an interesting one. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned the, the Norwich thing because that was going to be one of my other my only other real talking point in the championship. But again, it's late goals for Norwich that seem to be doing the job. The ninety first minute winner against Wickham, eighty seventh minute equaliser against Brentford. I remember two years ago when Norwich were in the championship and they obviously won the title then and they did that through a lot of late goals. Is this just a Norwich thing? Is this a Daniel Farker thing at Norwich or is it the making of a good team? I I can't explain it.
0: Whatever it is, it gets some results at the end of the day. It's
1: true. Whether they score
0: first minute, 90th minute, if it gets you the result, it gets you the result. So whatever they're doing, they're doing something right.
1: Yeah, fair play to them. It means that they're just outside the... Playoffs themselves at the moment. Uh, Brentford, who they got the point against in midweek, sitting uh, in 11th. Not a good start to the season for Thomas Yeah, quite surprised at that, I think. Yeah. Uh, Did everyone have just too high expectation of them after last
0: year? Potentially so. Now they've lost Ben Rama and Watkins. It's a bit of a different ball game Mm. this season for them. Tony's scored some goals. I was going
1: to say, yeah, on the upside, Tony is scoring
0: goals. But are they missing that bit of trickery from Ben Rama? Yeah. we saw earlier in the season in the Carabao Cup when you scored that fantastic goal against Fulham maybe that little spark is what's going to you know deter their seasons.
1: absolutely yeah. we shall wait and see on that uh, elsewhere in the championship down the bottom of the table uh, Coventry have now slipped into the relegation zone back to back defeats against Blackburn and, and Middlesbrough uh, and, and Derby and Nottingham Forest who we've had a lot to say about in terms of their starts to the season starting to pick up points and I say points because it's draws they are drawing games but it's enough to start creeping them up the table maybe giving shooting at Forest Koku at Derby a little bit of belief and of course one of those draws was the two of them against each other on the weekend so
0: curtains for Koku will happen I think
1: I think yeah it could happen it's not going to happen this week is it yeah that
0: was going to be the title we did say it that would have
1: been a great title would have been wouldn't it it would have just been great to be able to foresee the future with that Ah, oh,
0: gutting. It will happen.
1: I reckon it will happen. Um, and on another note there, just uh, Barnsley getting their first win. You said about them picking up a point against you on the weekend, but they actually got their first win of the season, uh, hammering QPR 3-0 as well in midweek. So good stuff for Barnsley. Gets them out of the relegation zone, moves them up into 18th. Uh, another busy weekend, of course, coming up in the Championship uh, we said about Wickham versus uh, Sheffield Wednesday, the two bottom sides. Other ones to note uh, Bristol City versus Norwich, actually on sky, the early kickoff. Uh, Watford against Barnsley, Bournemouth v. Derby, just uh, your Millwall against Huddersfield. Some tasty fixtures there. Nothing sort of that springs out, but interesting ones. going to be competitive. There right, are, yeah. yeah. Uh, moving on to League One, and Lincoln and Hull remain the top two in League One on a weekend which originally saw 1st v 4th and 2nd v 3rd uh, on Saturday. The two sides switch positions, however. Lincoln made it three wins on the trot, beating Ipswich and Crewe with narrow 1-0 wins to move top, while Hull slipped into 2nd after succumbing to Peterborough on Saturday, who overturned a 1-0 deficit in the second half. Johnson-Clark Harris, former Bristol Rovers man, and Siriki Dembele providing the goals. Uh, Ipswich and Peterborough then... The closest opposition, third and fourth, sitting two points behind Hull. Peterborough, we speak about them, we've spoken about them a few times, but they're the informed side in the division at the moment. Six games unbeaten, um, only dropped points. It was five straight wins and then dropped points to Burton, who are bottom of the table. But they're they're looking unstoppable in League One, aren't they?
0: I hate to say it, but I've not really watched or seen Obviously, much of, of course, League One yeah. or League Two. But at the moment when I check the table and I had it in my notes already, the race is hotting up in League One.
1: It really is, yeah. Not...
0: And there's some fantastic teams in that top seven, I think it is at the moment. Yeah. Um, um. But going back to Peterborough, we spoke about them previously. They're always around that top six zone, aren't they? Very good League One team, maybe not championship quality, but I'm not surprised they're up there. And I think they will make the playoffs this season, 100%. Yeah, I agree.
1: And as as you mentioned, yeah, the top seven... Has some big teams in it but the actual race is really getting close and Portsmouth and and Cholton have added themselves into that mix after uh, back-to-back wins this weekend as well um my boys Cholton two nil wins against Oxford and and Northampton four straight wins five consecutive clean sheets like you said like we said at the start of the podcast it's a good time to be a, a fan of a South London club
0: because
1: the form is really getting uh a lot hotter and, and Portsmouth winning against Sunderland and Northampton themselves, dropping Sunderland into seventh, like you said, another big team in seventh place. You know, all, all credit to them. And that's probably the game of the weekend coming up, isn't it? Because Portsmouth versus Cheltenham and Fratton Park.
0: Yeah, it's funny. We spoke off, I say off camera, we're not on camera. <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? But we spoke about it. Um, these two teams had a very similar seasons so far. Mm. Portsmouth started off pretty sluggish, shall we say. Didn't really score any goals for a couple of games. No. Charlton were a bit of the same. Inconsistent, one on the opening day, then didn't really score any goals after that. But for some reason, it's just clicked. Yeah, it has really clicked for both sides. Whether that's because of new signings or you know, something's squads come together. But whatever happens, these two teams have come far in on playing well, scoring goals. That win for Portsmouth at Sunderland last week was a very impressive performance. Yeah, massive. Score three goals at Sunderland. We know how good Sunderland are at home. Obviously, we spoke a lot a couple of years ago when I was all for in the Championship. Mm-hmm. But even so, going to the stadium alight is a hard place to play Absolutely. football. And score three goals is very impressive. Charlton, on the other hand, very impressive. Got to say, there's some very good players there. I know you spoke about shitty Esther, shall we say. <laughs> I was Shilly, very, a great yeah, free kick. Unreal free kick. Yeah, very good. Uh, I think the goalkeeper left his gloves in the dressing
1: room yeah, probably yeah but uh, yeah you can't take it you can't knock him for it he's still got to get it on target and made a, a great job of it yeah but things things going well things starting to click now with with the Charlton squad yeah
0: I think Charlton got quite a decent history against Portsmouth in recent seasons so I wouldn't be surprised if we possibly see the South London club take points home
1: yeah my brother Constantly mentioned, we always win at Fratton Park. I think we have over the last the last couple of years we played at Fratton Park. We we do beat them, so you never know. But we are missing a couple of players. due to suspension, which uh, will make it Ben
0: Watson interesting.
1: Ben Watson is it Watson? Ben Watson constantly because he's got five yellow cards already, and Ryan nice. Innes got sent off against. Uh, Oxford in midweek so he's missing for that just game for our
0: soon. listeners Mark how many yellow cards and appearances has Ben Watson played this season
1: uh, Ben Watson in all competitions has got six yellow cards in I believe six appearances
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, literally an absolute it's ridiculous how he constantly gets yellow cards in. when you've got him and Darren Prattley in your team you're, you're in for a, you're going to have a lot of yellow
0: cards they don't players. have legs but their legs are used for kicking people basically yeah, yeah
1: pretty much yeah that is the case Um, Just to wrap up League One, uh, it was a bad week for Darren Moore's Doncaster. They lost uh, both their games this weekend, 2-1 to Crewe and Plymouth. Miss out on the opportunity to move into the playoffs. Uh, Rochdale have gone on a good run of form, seven points in their last three games. Moves them into 14th and five points clear of relegation. And uh, the MK Dons also moved out of the relegation zone with a 2-0 win against Wigan. I do want to mention there's two sides that I haven't mentioned in that at all, and that's Accrington, Stanley and Swindon because they've both been massively impacted by COVID. Uh, Swindon, I don't know how many players have tested they positive. They missed but last
0: week's game against Oxford. I think yeah, so. it's, 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 it it counts, it's a good yeah. chunk
1: of players that missed out. Accrington had eight players miss out, which is quite an extortionate amount. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm sat here wondering for these sides, how are they going to manage to get through all these games now that they're going to have to catch up on?
0: It's going to be tough, isn't it? But I think, given the fact that League 1 and League 2 don't have an international break, maybe that's where the games will be played.
1: Possibly. Just depends how many games start to build up.
0: It's it's a hard situation. Like, I was quite surprised that we actually played our two games. Yeah. Given the fact that the management team were, four of them, had COVID. So, the players, I was worried for the players, obviously. Mm. You think maybe that could be passed on. Route down symptoms last Friday, so when we play Luton on the Tuesday night maybe anyone could have picked it up that night you just never know in football these days do you really
1: absolutely yeah and you say if it, if it was to happen with the Championship or, or even the Premier League you know God forbid it that would really cause problems but with the lack of international the situation league. we're in at the Cup moment something,
0: something like this is bound to happen in the pipeline possibly even the European team because we've seen Germany announce that this weekend all games will be behind closed doors again so right. When you think things are improving. Yeah. They really don't at the moment. And I think that's the tale of this year, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's devastating and uh you know, for Accrington, it's it's not a good thing because they've their game for Saturday uh coming up against Plymouth has already been yeah postponed. I think as well.
0: Nineteen players and a manager, I think it was. That's yeah, that's
1: yeah. that's a terrible amount, yeah. So uh, yeah, that's that's League One. to so just wrap up with League Two now. There are new lead new leaders again in the early stages of the season, as Newport moved two points clear thanks to consecutive victories against Bradford and Colchester. Uh, the win against Colchester wasn't easy um, because the Essex-based side uh, did equalise in the 89th minute through to through Giovanni Brown, but uh, Podrick Ammond got a winner in injury time to uh, to get the three points for the Welsh side. And move them to the top of the table, sees Cambridge slip into second after they drop points against Bolton, who are starting to now pick up some results, no. we said about them you know, they're obviously our hot favourites but things are maybe starting to just click there, um, and Forest Green are also moved into the automatic promotion places, with wins against Morecambe uh, and Grimsby Carlisle and Exeter, they continued to find runs of form, they sit in the playoffs Carlisle six unbeaten, and Exeter 7th, 7 unbeaten, sorry moved them 4th uh, and 6th respectively, and interestingly play against each other this weekend. So another game where it's two of your, your playoff sides oh, yes. colliding, which is going to be an interesting one. Uh, Crawley, have, uh, they've got my performance of the week, really, because they're a 4-0 thumping against Tramere, um at home. It was their second successive 4-0 victory at home. Just goes to show, even in the middle of a pandemic, where we've said that home advantage isn't a thing, a home runner form does go a long way, doesn't it? They're 13 unbeaten at home now.
0: Thirteen year unbeaten.
1: Yeah. At home. So that's from last season. Yeah, there, even so that's
0: season. that's that's a ridiculous stat.
1: It's what's it's what's gonna keep them close to the playoffs. They're just outside it at the moment, but a home run will will keep teams in and around that area, won't they?
0: They have been alright crawley this season. Yeah. Picked up a good point against Salford last weekend, I think it was.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're right, yeah. They are they're looking steady. Yeah, so uh good on them. And the one sort of big bit of news was another manager sacking uh in league 2 and that was uh Mansfield's manager Graham Cocklin who was sacked after losing to Barrow on Tuesday night. It was Barrow's first win in the Football League in 48 years, but um it was also the game that ended Graham Cochran's run and you know I think we mentioned him you would you must have mentioned him to uh Lucy and the I Bristol did, Rovers yeah, podcast. I did. Yeah, did, yeah. Because he left Bristol Rovers to go to Mansfield despite Bristol Rovers being flying in League 1 at the time. And and now it's ended up with him losing his job. Mansfield's worst start to a season ever.
0: Yeah, they've got his face, really, isn't it?
1: A little bit, yeah. 12 games
0: bit. about a win this season. It's not good. And, and the budget is... they have, Mansfield. They've got some very good players at Mansfield. They
1: have. They've got some experience there. Nicky Maynard, James Perch, I was looking. Yeah. Andy Cook, who's, who was the captain. Youngsy
0: um, Lapsley on loan from your lot.
1: Yeah, George Lapsley. Yeah. Um, Marek Steck, who's someone has been Who's been around who's Lutein, Premier League yeah, clubs and, and whatnot.
0: Championship yeah. a couple right. of years ago yeah.
1: so they've got a good squad there and I think that's why I know i put them quite high up I League yeah. 2 um, but it's not quite clicking at the moment when you've got so. a
0: budget like that in League 2 and some of them players I know League 2 I say every league is hard it is hard yeah. but with a squad like that you expect to be up the table and 12 games without win
1: is pretty poor isn't it really absolutely yeah and it leaves them just outside the relegation zone uh as, as we said without a win the only other side to not win in League two End United who prop up the table and that is your round up for League two
0: yeah I feel sorry for Southend though just seem to just go down and down and down at the minute can't get themselves out of that rut they're in currently
1: I know yeah I, I, I like South End and you know everyone thinks South End is obviously the, the lovely little uh, bit by the sea lovely and place yeah. and it's a small football club yeah. but you know I've been there I've been to Roots Hall and uh, And watch childrenlton there, and the the sort of feel you get of it is a really old school feel and a proper little community club, really really nice actual area and it was it's yeah it's a real shame to see it happening yeah,
0: going off topic. I remember when we went on a school trip a geography trip down oh, south yeah. end went on Leon Sea and then down the south end oh many moons ago Good day that, was, that wasn't it that was great yeah time, it's yeah. A, it's a very good area and well back club, you know.
1: Yeah, it'd be a shame. To I see saw them that drop they out. managed
0: to pay the bill. They was they owed the, I can't remember who it is, they owed it to the courts oh, or whatever know. it was. But now I think they're free of any debt or anything. So maybe now they can get taken over and hopefully invest and get some players in. Because I think it's a it's a sad day that Southend potentially could drop out the football league, isn't it?
1: It will. Yeah, be a real shame. So yeah, fingers crossed for them that things start to uh, rejuvenate. We shall see.
0: Superb stuff, mate. Good insight to the lower leagues as usual. Been a very good podcast. I've really enjoyed this one. Um, Obviously, we've been a bit low on podcasts recently. You know, I've not been too well and it's finding time to do one. But we are really looking forward to getting into it soon. You know, the international break's coming up, so we're already looking at ideas for quizzes, etc. If you'd like to be considered for a quiz or any other part of the podcast, whether it's a chat about your club, joining us on one of these reviews and reviews we'd love to have you on at some point
1: absolutely yep couldn't agree more and uh just of course as we always say you know please give us a listen please share it on any social media platforms facebook twitter anything and everything that that is available um and and it's greatly appreciated available on apple podcast spotify anchor and all other areas, if you can find
0: it. Yeah, I, I just think I'd apologise to everyone just before we finish because we we aimed it at Spotify. I think maybe that's per, partly on my fault, and I accept responsibility for that. That I wasn't really aware that many people listen to Apple Podcasts.
1: The more you speak to people around you, do you realise actually that there are lots of people who yeah who will use it. Yeah, Podcast so it's a great source of of all podcasts, not just talking about yeah, R one. All podcasts. Yeah, it's, it's a great source. So yeah, obviously.
0: We are on Apple Podcasts. If you are on there, please leave us a little review or something. You know, We'd love to hear any feedback that you have, whether it's positive or negative. We'd just like to know what you think of the podcast itself. So yeah, it's, it's been great this week to uh, have you all listen to us. So yeah, like Mark says, I reiterate, please share, like, whatever you want to do. And if you want to be considered on the show, just give us a message on Facebook or Twitter. And we'll see you soon, hopefully for another podcast. So take care, everyone, and we'll see you soon.